Are you the best receiver in the NFL? Yes. You heard me. You better than Jay Jettis? Man, I like me or anybody. One of the ones. I'm the top receiver in this game. And there's no question about it. If there is, I'll see y'all again next week. What up, fantasy football world? Welcome back. Episode 11 of the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast, a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. We are your hosts. I'm Chantel. And I'm Joe. You can find the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast on all media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Please like and please follow the podcast on any of those platforms. And you should even be able to click on a little bell nearby so that you can get a notification whenever we post a new episode. And please remember, it's so important to rate the podcast and write a review. We look forward to your input and it just helps us get that much better every week. And it uh, helps us keep climbing up those podcasting charts, which is definitely what we want. Also... Each show description has a support this podcast link embedded. And if you feel inclined, please make a contribution. It will make it that much easier for us to bring you a new episode every single week. Just click on that link and show the pod some love. Lastly, don't forget to follow us at Air It Out Network on Instagram. Now, housekeeping done. How was your week, Joe? A really good week. A great week in football. Watched the game last night in its entirety. What a fun finish that was. Right. Buffalo thought they had it. The fans were going wild, but... uh, I thought they uh, had it. uh, Here comes the zebras (laughs) to put the kibosh on that. And they go out there after missing, kick the field goal, break their hearts. No more chicken wings. No more bad (laughs) beer. Slump time in Buffalo. What do we do? That was good. That was the most probably exciting one I've I've seen in a while, or a surprise ending, rather, for me. Very surprising ending. Yeah, but a very, very good week. The voice you heard at the top of the show that we kicked it off with was that of Dallas Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb in his uh, post-game interview. CeeDee Lamb makes the very bold claim that he is the best wide receiver in the game right now. And, Joe, if you're covering this later in your NFL recap, let me know, and I will. we can put a pin on it and come back to it later. He is having a fantastic two-game stretch. He's having a fantastic two-game. I will give it three. We just I talked off air. Three. If he can play the Giants, the Jets, the Raiders, those kind of teams over and over and over again, okay. he might be the very best. So, okay, <laughs> wait. So let, let's get it straight. Do you believe him? Yes or no? You believe him? Is is he the best in the league right now? No. Okay. Do you? How about new? He is very, very, very good. But is he the best in the game right now? Absolutely not. No, I could name probably three that I think are more overall wide receivers than he is. And that's he's why very we do talented. This together. He's a young man. <laughs> However, there are certainly, and I, and I can go through them real quick if you like. I can go Tyreek Hill, my offense, of course, easy one. Mm-hmm. I like Amon Ross St. Brown more than I like him up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he's just starting to get his touchdowns to come to his own, but he's a fantastic receiver. And and I'm going to say it, of course, because AJ, yeah, I mean, who else? Yeah. Right. So. so he's got 68 receptions, 975 yards. No, this is, this is CD. CD. He's got no, 68, uh, yeah. 975. On yards, four touchdowns. A lot of those yards were gotten in his last few games, right? So right. he did 158 against the Rams week eight, 151 against the Giants last week. That's 300 of those yards right there, right? But just like you said, the funny thing I have in, right, in my notes right here in front of me, he's eclipsed by at least two Oh yeah, in, on those numbers in the league. For me, I left somebody out. He might, He's on the IR right now. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Put JJ just because obviously he's missed some games and I couldn't, you know, account for his numbers. But Tyreek Hill, the first one you mentioned, Mm -hmm. right? Eclipsed them 69 yards, 1,076, eight TDs. AJ Brown, 67, 1,005 yards, six TDs. Diggs, 70 receptions, 868 on the yards, seven TDs. Keenan Allen, 73 yards, 70, correction, 73 receptions, 895 yards, six. Fantastic game last week. Yeah, Keenan Allen did. So, a very good young man. I like I like confidence. I believe in confidence. And wide receivers yes. need that. You know, the skill players, they need that. But that's a big statement amongst an NFL full of very good wide receivers. Right. He is great. He's up there, but he's not the best. Mm. He's not even leading in any one of those categories we just mentioned. Yards, TDs, catches, not even leading. So, yep. like he said in the clip, though, Will, he said, you know, see me next week if you think otherwise. So, we'll see what he does in this week coming up. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, he gets, definitely. He gets a Carolina team that has a good defense. So Right. They have a good, and they're good against the pass in particular. Unfortunately, they can't score, but they might yeah. slow him down a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. We, mm-hmm. we will revisit. Yeah. But otherwise, week 10 down, the season is flying by. We are in a full-fledged onward march into week 11 in the playoff contingency witching hour, I call it, where winning records become losing records and losing records become winning records. See what I did there? I like it. Like the ripoff of uh, NFL Red Zone host mm-hmm. Scott Hansen. But let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours this past week. It's time for the Air It Out Fantasy League recap. Our winners, losers, Zulu Nation, still comfortable as ever in that number one spot. Outstanding record of nine and one. Moving up yet again, left hand of Thanos. He's been making a rather quiet push for that uh, top spot now in third place. Over 190 of, uh, points, a very impressive game for Mr. Left-Handed Very Thanos. impressive game. Now 5-5. Five and five. He was the weak high scorer with that to 197. Yep. Breathing a sigh of relief is yours truly. The Battle Bees moving up a couple spots this week. Fourth place with a record of 5-5. Five and five. 52 fake out getting another winner under his belt, moving up into seventh place, a record of 4-6. and six. Rounding out this winners this week, our very own Bulldog Joe, 3-7. and seven. Tiny little heartbeat for me. Tiny little one. Okay. <laughs> well, as for everyone else, not so lucky to finish with a W this week. Let's see, Elsie's classic 73 team, but no sweat off his brow. He is still a couple games ahead of everybody and secure in second place with a record of 7-3. and three. Florida Fade slips just a little into a fifth place, a record of 5-5. Five and five. Right behind him, the Road Warriors falling into sixth place, a record of 5-5. Five and five. Players Club slipped up big time this week, now down in eighth place, four and six. And lastly, taking a step back this week into ninth place with a record of three and seven is that Grizzly. So, But this week, veteran wide receiver Mike Evans led the way for Zulu Nation, putting up 28 fantasy points, just enough to get the job done. And then, meh, left hand of Thanos, his squad did not uh, mess around this week. They came to play star of the show, mentioned earlier, Amon Ross St. Brown. Fantastic week. We should call him Old Faithful. Shows up every single week. And we said at the beginning of the year, he was just yep. lacking touchdowns. Now that yep. he's had a few touchdowns to to his overall resume for the year, it's just it's that much better. Every week. He did it again this week. Eight catches for 156 and a TD. So yours truly, Battle Beast. I managed to pull off a nail-biter this week against the uh, Road Warriors. I thought for sure his kicker was going to put me out on Monday night, which was crazy. Yep. I had Brees Hall, and he managed a timely catch and run that put me over the top for the win. Yep. The uh, Joe Burrow trade is still paying off for 52 fake out. He led his team 347 passing yards, two TDs, and for our very own Bulldog Joe, the rookie, Jameer Gibbs, 77 yards, two TDs, and another three catches for 35. Keep very feeding good. the young man. He's very talented. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So this is a really tight race this year, like we've been saying all this time. Everyone is now battling to be in the top six for the playoffs, which are just around the corner. We've got a four-way tie at five and five, and then two guys with four and six and three games to go. For It's still, still up in the air. Crunch time. It's getting yep. crazy. But all right, that's pretty much it for the Air It Out League. And now moving on to the big league. What's up in the NFL this week, Joe? All right, here we go. Start with some trades and movement. The trade deadline has come and gone, so there'll be no more of that movement this year. However, the fantasy trade deadline is coming up on November 18th. So mm-hmm. plan accordingly. If there's somebody you need to fill a spot for your playoff run, now's the time. All right, so that's it for that. We'll go into news and headlines. So the early game on Sunday was the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots from Germany. Mac Jones was benched for Billy Zappi after throwing an end zone interception, which would give him the lead against the Colts in Germany. Billy Zappi then came in and threw an interception. But the bigger question is Mac Jones done in New England? Oh, man, I think that he might be. and But I don't think Bailey Zappi will be any better. And I think it's just, it's the frustration. You know how Bill Belichick gets. I'm sure you saw the post-game interview where he was wouldn't budge on whether or not he was going to continue with uh, Mac Jones. And I think that's a pretty good sign that he won't. So, then the owner, Robert Kraft, came out. He's very frustrated. I mean, it was once a proud organization. Is Bill Belichick done? Is this his last year? And so he's got 300 wins. He's only yeah. a few behind the very best now. Does he keep going? He needs another probably season or two to catch these guys if he's going to keep doing it. It's, I, think, I don't think he's done. It's very... It would be very, very hard to fire a Bill Belichick it, after what? So, I mean, one bad season there and uh, for the Patriots or so. So I, I don't think they'll fire. He'll have to walk away on his own. So unless things get better, here comes the argument that'll be talked about in football for a long, long time. Is it TB12? 
or is it <laughs> Belichick for all those years? I think we're seeing what what it is, but you know, okay. So here's the thing. This came up a little bit with uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, right? Of course, yeah. So with Tom Brady, tremendous talent, of course. And I do think that there is a level of genius in terms of coaching when it comes to Bill Belichick, which is why he's able to hold some, you know, rookie quarterbacks, what his record is against them. Sometimes he just has your number. He takes away the guy that is is your number one thing. Right. So there definitely is some weight that goes into that, too. And I think that if when you find it's best when you find like a happy medium. So there's got to be some portion of talent that goes into it. Not to say that Mac Jones is not talented at all. I mean, he just isn't Tom Brady, but who is? Or even had a chance to develop those chops yet as an NFL quarterback. That is viably something that a winning coach like Bill Belichick can kind of move forward with and even get close to what he's done in the past. So for years and years and years, for 20 years, they pulled guys off the scrappy at the end of the careers and turned them around. Right. You know, name the Brandy Moss, Rodney Harrison. You can just keep going and going and going, right? Mm-hmm. These guys came and they contributed and they made them champions. Is that system not working? It's a, I mean, they brought in Ezekiel Elliott who's doing okay But that's what I mean, though. Yeah. That's I mean, you kind of have to, the, even the names that you mentioned, you yeah. have to have something to work. There's still some tremendous ability and talent in, the, in a Randy Moss, who's yeah. a Hall of Fame receiver and, right now. And he that gave them got, all 10 years when he was Right, yeah. so you know what I mean? You have to have something to, uh, and it sounds like I'm saying Mac Jones doesn't have that. <laughs> so it just isn't there yet. It isn't there. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so on to the next yeah. one. Are the Bills pretenders after last night? They've had some ugly losses. They were a favorite to at least contend for the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Now they find themselves at 5-5. Five and five. It's certainly chasing the Dolphins. I'm not going to call them pretenders. I thought a lot about this, too. With the Bills, I don't think they lost that game right, so, as much. You know, I, Well, I don't think the Broncos won it as much as the Bills kind of— yeah got unlucky in the end and ended up, you know, kind of giving so, it away. Basically, because he misses that kick, they don't win. That's it, that's all. And there's a silly little uh, penalty, pass right? interference, right? Okay. That gets the ball down the field to start with, right? Uh, right. And then they get the opportunity to kick a field goal. He misses. Misses. However, the Bills have 12. So poor coaching, 12 on the mistakes, field, right? mental right. mistakes. Every coach talks about mental mistakes, you know? So 12 on the field, so they move forward five, and he hits the 36 yard, game over. Right. See, we wouldn't even be, even though the Broncos would have come close if they had missed that kick and then we would stick the and the bills had won we wouldn't even be are they playoff having team? this right are the bills a playoff team the bills are a playoff team okay. the bills are a playoff team so the main difference though and I have, it sounds really bad but so we've talked about how the eagles are not necessarily playing their best football but they are still figuring out a way to win every single week yeah. it just I liken the Bills to that a little bit, but they're just not getting... I mean, sometimes that little twist of luck helps you to get over the the hump, and they just haven't done that as so, frequently. So A get-healthy game this weekend against the Jets? They're the home. Jets would be a hard one <laughs> just because of that, uh, that defense. Yeah. That, that defense and on, they've on the Jets. And they've Buffalo, actually, even in so, Buffalo's up years. So. All right. We'll, we'll see. I yeah, don't know. We'll watch it. Well, Trayvon did. But I wouldn't be surprised if they still end up. Oh, and so I don't know exactly what the rest of their uh, season looks like in terms of their strength of schedule. They see all the division bills. again, and they still have some outside. Okay, but they certainly have a chance. I mean, yeah. at five and five, there's nothing. It's not over. No one over. It's, it's not the Patriots. It, They're not two and eight. Yeah. It's Josh Allen and Diggs is not over. Come no, on. No, it's not. It, yeah. It's certainly not. All right. So Trayvon Diggs, the brother of Stefan Diggs, for yes. anybody who does not know, uh, quoted man fourteen got to get up out of there. What? Yeah, he said that. And you hear this? It was all over X. No, come on. So. I don't agree with that. No, me yeah. either. So I think that was just talk after a tough loss. Right. They did fire. The Bills did. They did fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, today. That's a pretty snap judgment, I think. Yeah, I, I was just season. thinking that's kind of knee-jerky, but okay. But, I mean, that's that's what happened. So we talked about the Jets come to town next. If they lose that game, then— Then they, they might want to worry. Yeah, right. then, then there's some difficulties against Zach Wilson and that terrible, terrible Jets offense. Okay. Are the 49ers back after the 34 34- to three demolition of the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville a couple of days ago. I mean, for now, the, like you said, the 49ers are incredibly formidable when everybody is healthy. Yeah, 100%. When they're healthy, they're, right. they're the best team in football for me. When, when right. they're fully healthy, everybody's playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, and I think they had a couple issues, I think, in the secondary with, you know, people being able to, they did to move, move some the guys ball around. Yeah. yeah, they benched somebody and it showed up against, however, Jacksonville, for people who don't pay really close attention to Jacksonville, they've never been really a big passing. They're very much a check down, trap mm-hmm. CTN running kind of team. Right. They're not going to go up and score 38 points, Jacksonville. That's just not who they are. They, they're grinded out kind of team. Okay. So, 
because you have like a couple down games or I, it doesn't necessarily, I know that in this, I want to say what reporters and sports talk and fan and all that stuff, people tend to jump to conclusions really quickly. So yeah. one bad game, even two doesn't mean, and especially if you're a team like the 49ers does not mean that you are out of the, by any stretch of the imagination. And all it took was yeah. what that one week off to so, come back with fresh legs and yeah. demolish the Jags. And you look at their losses. I mean, the, the, the field goal missed against Cleveland. Otherwise, they, they won that game. It's a two-game losing mm-hmm. streak. They were kind of behind the most of that Cincinnati game, you know, and then mm-hmm. the Minnesota game. Minnesota's shown to be a, right. a tough team, you know, a, a difficult out, even with a second-string yeah. quarterback now. All right, well, we'll see. They sh- they should handle this week. They get Tampa Bay, who's talented at receiver. Oh, shot yeah. But I, I see a blowout there. I mean, the yep. spread's 11 and a half, and it's, I think it's, it's accurate. All right, so that's it for that one. On to the injury report. Derek Carr suffered a concussion this week. He has a bye next week to get healthy. I know you like to beat up on him. <laughs> I, but I see, I, New Orleans has been serviceable this year. They're certainly not out of anything. Right. So we'll watch him to come back. Taylor Heineke left the game against the Cardinals and was replaced by a third rounder and former starter Desmond Ritter. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. It looks like it's going to be Desmond Ritter again this week. What's the future for the NFC South? It's very jumbled up, except for Carolina, who is pretty much out of the picture now. Right. So in the NFC South, are the Falcons or the Saints on top? Do you know? I think it's still the Saints. Still the Saints. Okay. lost last week, yeah. All right. So, and then the Saints, I don't know how long Derek Carr is going to be down, but they got trusty old uh, Jameis Winston back there. Gunslinger. And Right. And uh, their gadget player in uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, so, sure. um, not so worried. Receiver, whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. Right. So, I'm not so worried about it uh, there. I, I do like Atlanta to pick it up a bit, though. I do, too. I mean, they had, they had another off week with their offense this past week in Atlanta, yeah. but yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And that's another one I'm wondering about, like what will happen with a the coordinator there. Like it's the, I don't know. I think there's just some weird things going why. on there. They, they have a lot of young, and how their usage is high draft picks over yeah. the last few years, offensive, you know, who can contribute. And then they don't use any of the guys who have done well for them over the past couple of years too. It, right. it's, it's a strange, strange system down there. There's talent. There's certainly talent. I just don't. Not not sure what's going to Tampa. Tampa's defense needs some work. They've they've yeah, laid a couple, they've they've laid a couple eggs. <laughs> I'm missing some pieces to injury, but still, you know, the, the Tampa that we've known is certainly not the Tampa anymore. Receiving on the other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield's been a, a stud for them. I mean, he mm-hmm. came, pulled himself out of the ashes. He's real rebuilt right. himself in an NFL career. And the receivers are playing okay. You know, Godwin's okay. Yep. Evans is okay. Evans is, he had a game this week. Yeah, twenty some yeah. odd points. And yeah, I'll get into that. We we'll get into that. Right. Um, yeah. All right, on to Alexander Madison. He left uh, against the Saints with a concussion. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers is out for the season. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this young man, but Ty Chandler took over, and he did okay. He did. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about him. Yeah. They're up against the Broncos yeah. this week. Minnesota, all of a sudden, irrelevant. You know, everyone was really, really scared. Jeff, right. Justin Jefferson, who's a maybe-maybe. We'll talk a little bit about him again in the injury report. And then you lose your starting Curse Cousins, who's done well since he's been in Minnesota. And then all the questions were, they go out right. and get Josh Dobbs, and everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen here? I'm very excited and, for— And watch what's—look what's happening now. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think so. it's very exciting. I, I can't wait for Justin Jefferson to get back. Yeah. And team up with, uh, with Dobbs. That's going to, I think it's going to look good. Yeah. It is, I can't wait. You're saying probably not this week against Denver, which is the Sunday night game, but maybe the following week. Okay. So, yeah, good to be Well, up. I'm here for it. When it uh, I'm very, I mean, who wouldn't? It's he's, exciting. He's, yeah. yeah. It's definitely exciting. So, we'll talk about a tiny defense. Quan Alexander, the seal linebacker towards ACL, is out for the year. It was a pretty good week for injuries. We didn't lose that many people. Makes a difference. Their defense has been playing okay. They are a bottom 10 defense. However, they've been competitive. Okay. You know, just slowing the, they slow, the Steelers do is they slow the game down. What is the future of that very competitive division? So now we have a lot of teams sitting up there. We have the Ravens seven mm-hmm. and three, Steelers six and three, Browns six and three, Bengals five and four. Who, that division is tough. Who were on a roll until they lost the heartbreaker to Houston this week? Yeah, that so. is that division is ridiculous. Yeah, for me, wow. I mean, the Ravens looked they looked like the team. They really did mm-hmm. until the Browns, who you know I've been in love with, but I didn't think they were going to get that one. So uh, just to start, they walk into Baltimore. The they, they they kick that last second <laughs> field goal, break their little Raven hearts, and leave. Right. So, fortunately, there's two more of those divisional games this week, Cincinnati and Baltimore mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So, that'll help things a little bit um, in Baltimore and in Cleveland. So, all right. That's it for that. Players projected to come back from the IR list as we talked about. Justin is back in practice, but they're not sure. Mm-hmm. So, watch throughout the week to see that if you're Justin Jefferson owner. 
Karen Williams projected to be back for week 12, so one more week out for him. I know, I'm counting the days. <laughs> so expect that. Uh, Devon Achan back in practice. I expect to play this mm-hmm. week against the Las Vegas Raiders for you guys who own Mr. Achan. And that Miami running game was extremely dynamic when they were both in there together. So. Right. And the Raiders are not very good against the run, so you can expect... Uh, well, I, I couldn't tell. The Jets... <laughs> this is the Jets we're talking about. No, no that's... Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there, too. Yeah, that defense did play very, very well. I mean, if, if Zach Wilson could have would actually not have been a penalty and he ran that ball in for a touchdown, that game's drastically yeah. different. There was just a couple of missed things. They're doing their best to feed the ball to their best players, the Jets are. It's just, it, I mean, that's, uh, you watch those games. And they, I, I don't know. I was, I'm surprised that they didn't get their running game going much more against the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders would get gashed on the ground. So I was surprised that yeah. to see so little, I think, out yeah. of uh, out of Brees Hall. It was maybe five for 55, something like that. Other than that one long, you know, swing pass he caught. Right. For 40 the catch yards, and run. Yeah, well, that was yeah. pretty much it. They're difficult to watch because I think to myself all the time, what if? What if Aaron Rodgers Had, was out there? I know. They need a quarterback. With all that talent out they there. They need a quarterback, you know, man. Garrett Wilson, who's you know a stud. Tyler Conklin, I'll talk about him in a second. He's come on quite a bit. Yeah, I definitely have him as one to grab off the waivers, yeah, too. Even Lazard's kind of playing okay. He doesn't get targeted because he doesn't it's look tough, that way. Yeah. yeah. So what could have, should have, would have been maybe next year if we're lucky. All right, the injury bug continues to bite us, but it also is good to see a few players suit up and return to the field. Time to take a look at what navigating these injuries and returns will mean for the fantasy world this coming week in the Fantasy Movers and Shakers. Stars of the week, will they hit it again? Who do we got? All right, stars this week. So speaking of hitting it again, CJ Stroud does it again this week, right? Congratulations, young man. You're playing fantastic football. 356 yards, a passing TD and a rushing TD. What are we witnessing right now? I think I said it last week when we were talking about, well, I can't remember if it was eight to keep an eye on or if it was the show up, show out a segment, but he has got it in his mind that I can do this at this level and I'm good at this. And he is, and there's no turning back. Can't teach reading the field really. And he can, and he just does. He reads the field well, you know, and his receivers yeah. are really helping. Noah Brown, who came over from the Cowboys. Is playing phenomenal football. He has three mm-hmm. yards combined in the last two weeks. Yeah, Tank- Nora Brown, yeah, crazy last week. Yeah, Tank Dell, you know, is playing super, super well. And then Nico Collins, their number one, even though he was right. out last week. He's and still it, playing well, too. It's a very young, very fiery team. I can't wait. Think of their running right game future. going to help them a little bit when right. they play the better teams, but yeah. And I was surprised to even see that, though, right? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So against the Cincinnati defense, was supposed to be good. Now, granted, they were losing, they were missing the was it their defensive end, their star defensive end. Cincinnati was okay, but still, I mean, they're a good defense. Yeah, big big, big win for them. Um, anybody else? Stars? Anybody else? Yes, yes, yes. Dak Prescott putting up oh a fifty burger, right? <laughs> Which almost doesn't count because it was against the Giants, so no yeah. real surprise there to everyone. But still, four hundred yards and four TDs is Ooh. nothing to us. Needs and a rushing TD. So. Yep. Along with uh, one Dakota Prescott, we must, in fact, mention CD Lamb, who is also starting to heat up this season, especially the last three games. He had well over a hundred, I think, in yards in the last three games. So. We'll see if that continues into uh, week 11. Yeah. And then your favorite, Jalen Warren, had a good game last night. Finally, right? His season best, 100 yards and a TD. That's what I was just saying. He and Harris were about even for touches and for production, finally showing a little spark in the uh, Steelers' backfield there. But another uh, running back, I think this is a little running back heavy, actually, on both the (laughs) stars this week and the cool starts. But another one waking up was Javante Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not much to see. Season, but also a season best 85 yards on the ground and a receiving TD. This entire Broncos offense seems to be getting a little bit of a spark, yep. little wind in their sails Playing in the last better. couple of games. All right. So um, that upset against the uh, Bills, what did Russell do? He threw four. He is also on one of the starts this week. Went, well, only 193 and two TDs, but looked really Still good. good. Cortland Sutton looked, looked good better in that it. game. Cortland Sutton looked great. Yeah. So. Did you see amazing catch? Yeah. Great. He's very, very, very talented. I also had Brian Robinson, the commander's running back. He mm-hmm. played very well against Seattle, yeah. put up 26 points. Jamar Gibbs, we kind of talked about already. Keenan Allen, we talked about a time earlier, 40 points, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Jeez. That's uh, pretty great. He left, came back to the game, left again. For a bit. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So all over the place. I saw you took this individual. We talked about him a couple weeks. It's Trey McBride, the tight end Trey McBride. In Arizona. And I didn't play him like yards. a dumb-dumb, but yeah. Yeah, Colorado State, young man, rookie. He's playing well. That. Kyler Murray uh, coming back from the IR mm-hmm. certainly helped him a little bit. We checked out to him a lot. So you can yeah. look for that going forward as well. Kyler Murray was just good for the whole Arizona offense. Right. You know? I mean, he and for his coming out party, so to speak, he did pretty well. Did yeah. okay. Yeah, Not so phenomenal, too. but good. Yeah. 
I don't think Arizona has enough to get back into it this year, but no. it's fun to see them be a little more competitive, at least offensively. Yep. All right. Anybody else before we go I to did, the other side? I did mention Singletary too, Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary I, yep. I don't know why I didn't leave with him 150 yep. yards on the ground He's, after doing next to nothing all season long. Waiver so, wire. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. The cool star people. Cool star people. Brees Hall let us down, Joe. We both yeah. had him for showing out. Yeah. This week, and he let us down big times against the uh, Raiders, who are constantly getting uh, killed on their ground game. But he gave us a lowly 28 rushing yards. What is going on there with the Jets? Yeah, I don't good. know. But also, Tony Pollard, who, I, you know what, we used to think of the Cowboys as a run-first team, and that's, that that's not happening not anymore. Not anymore. Right? They're, they're yeah. having a lot of difficulty running the ball. Yeah. With performances like this, Pollard has only hit his projections maybe four times this year. His backup rushed for a touchdown, though, Rico Dowdy. So, so yeah. yeah, he was 15 attempts, 55 yards. Yeah. He's barely broken 75 yards on the ground, let alone 100 since week three. So, yeah. But he did have the one game, I think he got 80 receiving, and that was back in week six. But We're just Pollard. not seeing those swing passes go to the house, those short runs that he was breaking last year to make him a stud. And there's not happening. Yes. Yeah. And who do you got? Anybody else? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is one point Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah. against yeah. the Niners, you know, in a, in a tough, tough game. 180 yards, 185 yards, two interceptions. Uh, Will Levis, five points, 199 yards. The young man who came out, you know, firing to DeAndre Hopkins. That's kind of gone away in the last couple weeks. Lamar Jackson, you know, 14 points, 223 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Uh, too bad, though. No, no, not awful. Bad? Yeah. Not awful. Terry McLaurin, who in a game that put up a lot of points, didn't do a ton. He had four catches for 39 yards. Gabe Davis who people come yeah. to me more than probably anyone else. <laughs> and Joe, what do you think about Buffalo this week? You know, should I start Gabe Davis? No. <laughs> no. Nine points, two catchers for 56 yards. I can't think of one huge game for Mr. Davis other than the playoff game okay. against Kansas City. I mean, can yeah. you? Can you? I mean, he's had moments, but talent, all, all the talent for some reason. That's, that's the third look now in Buffalo, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Diggs, Kincaid. Kincaid. Exactly. And then him, yeah. So that's a tough one. DJ Moore has kind of disappeared too, other than his one game. However, he might get boosted. There is a rumor that a one Mr. Fields might reappear on the field. Okay. Which would certainly help the Chicago offense a little mm. bit. They have a tough one this week, the Bears do. They're at Detroit, you know, mm-hmm. divisional game. Um, Detroit just got torched for a lot of points, but that, that I think that would help DJ a little bit. Mark Andrews, quiet, not his normal. Okay. Yeah. Six points, two catches. And then I beat his the guy I beat up on constantly. Cal Pitts. Yeah. Six <laughs> Cal points, Pitts, six three points. catches, okay. 30 yards. Yeah. That's all I got on that side. Um, all right. All right. On well, to the bye week blues. Bye week blues. It's not as bad as last week, I don't think. So going into week 11, you got no Falcons, right? No London, no Pitts, no Robinson. The Colts, no Minshew, no Pittman, no Taylor. Yep. Patriots, no Stevenson. Saints, no Taysom, no Taysom Hill, no Kamara, no Olave. Nope. Derek Carr. So, what are we going to do? I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. What's up on the waiver wire? Who's long gone? And are there sleepers that we can still grab? So, listen, this week, if you need a quarterback, I will pray for you. Yeah, That's all I got. There's not much out there. Yeah. Just. So. <laughs> Zach now, Wilson. <laughs> so this week, I'd say if you need a running back, though, Madison is in concussion protocol. Yes, so I would is. go Ty Chandler this week and this week only, though. Pick up of the week, yeah, for just, sure. Just this week and this week only. He's only about 10% rostered, and that is for a good reason. So I uh, would say just as long as Madison is in the protocol. So also, Darrell Henderson, another viable option, I think, on the uh, waiver wires. Rams are coming out of their bye. Kyron Williams still on IR till next week. And I think um, Henderson has exceeded projections in his last two games. And that was against Dallas and the Steelers. So yeah. I think he'll get, he'll see a good amount of work this week too. Yeah. Yeah. Wide receivers, I feel like are pretty plentiful this season. There should be lots of options. I like Quentin Johnson, 32% rostered. Young man got his first touchdown. Yep. So, yeah, congratulations. Yep. He has been getting more looks in the last few games. He caught all four of his targets for 34 yards and a TD. Matchup against Detroit. And before that, another five for 50 at Chicago. So yep. good to go there. And then in the tight end position, you just mentioned this young man, but I like Tyler Conklin. He's the second look for Mr. And Nicholson. that's exactly what I want. He yeah. is Wilson's second favorite target behind Garrett Wilson. Yep. So I would definitely go with him. Um, his stat line... Get this. This is kind of creepy. His stat line for week nine, he was six catches, six targets, 66 yards. Scary. Weird, right? Oh, scary. scary. But wait, next week. Well, not the next week. Week 10. He was 
seven catches, seven targets, 70 yards. Put the Ouija board Weird, away. right? It's Weird. a sign. It's yeah. a sign. Get him if you need him this week. So. Yeah. He's out there. Um, uh, th- that guy, just a guy, Jerry Judy. He's about yeah, he's something. Up. He had a decent oh, game-ish. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> for sure. The Washington D all of a sudden is a good one against the New York Giants because the New York Giants aren't doing too much with Mr. Tommy DeVito. And I think we covered all the waiver wire. Nice. So where are we now? Uh, let's see. We're at a crucial point in fantasy fantasy season. Hopefully everybody is tightening up rosters where they need to be. Let's see how we did last with last week's uh, eight to keep an eye on. We'll take a look at the eight upcoming games being played in week 11 and give you guys our picks for the games that we think will be the most exciting and most impactful moving forward. So first, let's see how we did last week. Recap, here we go real quick. We both had Baltimore, loss. You had Jacksonville, I had the Niners, but that one, both had Cincinnati, took a loss, both had Tampa Bay, took the win. You had Detroit, took the win. I had the Chargers, took the loss in a very great fantasy game, lots of points in that one. Uh, we both had the New York Jets, who just could not get the ball across the goal line for all the million chances they had. We both had the Cowboys in that massacre that happened down in Texas. And we both had Seattle, lost a close one at home. The Commanders gave us both three and five on the week and takes us to a total of 46 and 34, still identical heading into week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So tied and tied, but maybe we'll change it up this week. Yep. Here Let's we go. We'll start off with a divisional game, the Bengals and the Ravens. Bengals, Ravens. This was a hard one to call. I'm taking the Bengals though, right? This will be a tough, tough competitive game. I think the Ravens are looking really good on both sides of the ball, but so are the Bengals. I know we rave about that Ravens defense, but when you take a look at the Bengals, Let's see. Their defense has been pretty effective as well. They have had some really tough matchups, the Niners, the Seahawks, the Bills, right? And in those three games, they forced at least two turnovers and held each of those two teams to 18 points or less. So underrated defense, I think. And uh, the Bengals, I'm going to go, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's gotten healthy. I'm one Bengals, yeah. I am going to go the other way. I'm going to take a uh, get better game after a tough loss last week. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I know mm-hmm. Lamar's not playing so great. Some question marks about who's the actual lead running back for them now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that defense, and then they need to, to keep pace to continue to hold the lid onto that lead in that yeah. game. But a huge game for both teams. This is a big game. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm super excited for that one, too. All right, yeah. staying in that division, we're going to go to the next one. We're going yes. to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. What say you? Same thing. Another division matchup. Battle for complete dominance in the AFC North this week, right? Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm going to take the Browns on this game. So I recognize the Steelers have that, you know, already seen the Browns and beat them right back in what was that week two. Yeah. And they've seen the Ravens beat them too back in week five. Let's not forget (laughs) then that first meeting between the Browns and the Steelers. The Browns lost Nick Chubb early. I remember. Right. So I remember that. So I think it could have definitely been a little bit different. The show you and Florida Faye did that's where he tore his ACL in a very back and forth game. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I believe the Browns would have won that game if they, if Chubb maybe had uh, been around for it. So this time around, I'm going with the Browns. I think they made the adjustment in the backfield with Ford uh, yep. and even spinning the block back to Kareem Hunt. He's yep. been doing pretty well, holding up his end, too. So I'm going to, yeah, I think the Browns get the win this time. Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, I made it no secret that I like what Cleveland's doing this year. Yeah. Another pivotal game we talked about a few minutes ago, how tight this division is right now for many of the same reasons you just said, in, including Mr. Garrett and some others on the defensive side of the ball. Definitely. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns at home to get the win. On to what might be the certainly billed as one of the games of the year. It's yeah. the Monday night game, so hopefully we'll be home home to watch it and enjoy it. The Philadelphia Eagles visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe, they're calling this the Swifty Bowl. Oh, that's sad. I, I know, mean, right? I know that. Isn't it sad uh, they're calling it the Swifty Bowl? Which assumes that she's going to be there and they're going to show her every five <laughs> seconds. Oh, boy. Well, I guess... It's rumored that her favorite team is actually the Eagles, but her current <laughs> boyfriend is yeah. playing for the uh, Chiefs. So, but at any rate, it, it's rumored she'll be there. It'll be the Swifty Bowl. But at any rate, uh, this is uh, the one that we everybody is waiting for a repeat of Super Bowl what, 58. Yep. Right. Okay. Yes. In case you forgot, the Chiefs took home the Lombardi by a very small margin of three points. I think yep. Jalen Hurts hasn't had a good night's sleep since. And I think that he might <laughs> try to redeem himself in this one. But unfortunately, I don't think he'll get it here. He'll have to wait for the actual repeat of the Super Bowl, which I believe is coming yep. in this one. But this week, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I am also going to take Kansas City. 
it's not because of Taylor Swift. It's, <laughs> it's not because of Patrick Mahomes. It's not because of Patrick Mahomes' wife. It's because of Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Yes. And that outstanding Kansas City defense who was getting it done. I know they took a tough loss to Denver last time they played. Divisional game, you know, and then the defense played decently in that game too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just the way it went and went. Top three defense for me right now in the NFL. I had a close game. I like a repeat of the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Kansas City it is. All right, on to the next we go. That is the hmm. battle for the state of New York. It is the <laughs> Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets from Orchard Park in Buffalo. What say you? I am actually going to take the Bills in this game. Yeah. Right? And only because of the quarterback situation with the Jets. If they had a quarterback who was even mildly better than Wilson, I would be going a different way. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. I think they have one of the most dynamic defenses in the league this year. Week one, the Jets held the Bills to 16 points. Week four, right. they held Mahomes to 23. And in week six, they held Hurts to 14. So uh, that's three of the league's best right there. And I think just those three quarterbacks, they held, I think, to early in the season or something like three TDs between them. Yep. So I like the Jets. They just, they need a quarterback. And so the only reason I would go with the Bills, they have a great offense. They'll put points up and they'll have a different, I think they'll still have a, you know, a difficult time answering with points. The Jets will have a difficult oh, yeah. time with answering with points of their own yeah. on the board. So I got, I got to take the Bills. I mirror everything you say about the Jets and that defense. At, at my heart, I miss old school football. I grew up, my earliest memories at the Chicago Bears in 1985, Mike Singletary mm, and all those, Fridge Perry <laughs> and all those guys. And then Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens in the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. I, I'm a defense first kind of person. And I really like watching Sauce Gardner. I think he's a special yeah. young man. He did a fantastic job against Devontae Adams last week. Right. No touchdowns for him. And, and no touchdowns. Doing it over and over. I like CJ Mosley, the middle linebacker. So I'm, I'm a fanboy of that New York Jet defense. And again, we just talked about this 10 minutes ago. That offense makes me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I will take Buffalo in Orchard Park to get that win. Yep. All right, on to the next one. Could be some points in this one. The Seattle Seahawks travel to play divisional foe. A lot of divisional games here. Yeah. To play uh, divisional foe, the LA Rams right. and Los Angeles. Right. So is Seattle still at the top of this division or is it the Niners? The Niners have moved back. Niners have moved into team. number one. So I'm taking the Seahawks on this one. Gino has had some struggles and some woes over this uh, season, right? Yep. Mostly because he's been prepared to how he performed last season where he finished with 30 TDs and over 4,000 passing yards. So he's on track to finish with 18 TDs this year and only about 3,600 yards. So, which is a little bit, not super substantially lower, but substantially substantially lower than he did last season. But however, the Rams have had some struggles of their own. Uh, they're at three and six right now. Matthew Stafford injured. I'm going to go Seahawks. I am going to go LA Rams. Uh, really? Matt Stafford is supposed to be back. That'll help them a little bit. Really? Still wishing their wide receiver. I don't know. Is he for sure playing? Not, not for sure. Okay. He's throwing again. He is practicing. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. But nothing's for sure until it actually happens. Watch your injury reports on Sunday for this one. But uh, I know they're still a little beat up, question marks, uh, running back. Uh, but Cooper Cup's out there. Puka Nakua's out there. So I'm going to go Aaron Donald's still there, even though he's kind yeah. of been neutralized a little bit. I'll go in a very competitive game with the Daily Rams at home. All right, on to the next right. one, um, which in my opinion should be one-sided, but it's the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you like there? I am taking the Jaguars in this game. The Jags lead the division, right? Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, the Jags defense right now, they're kind of the middle of the pack, right around 14th, both in passing and rushing. So, however, I am still singing the praises of their cornerback, right? Uh, Darius Williams of the Jags, yep. 22 with uh, two forced fumbles, three INTs, only one TD, down, TD given up. So that's not, that's prior to this Niners game. I'm sure those have maybe changed a bit. I didn't get a chance to check those out yet, but I'm going to go with the Jags against the Titans. Same for all that yeah. stuff. Etienne will get a little better this game, and I like the other. They always call me the other. The other Josh Allen. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, I, I like them too. I don't know. That's not really fair. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So on to the next one. I think we're both going to be in consensus here. We Tampa Bay that. comes all the way across the country to play the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope they enjoy the trip. So, <laughs> uh, but the, I'm taking the Niners, of course. The Bucks defense has been pretty bad against the pass. I don't think they will be able to contend at all yeah. with uh, the Niners' uh, offensive pi- fire, firepower. Not with um, IU, Samuel Kittle, McCaffrey on it. Yeah. No. I got the Niners. So if you are an owner of Rashad White or Godwin or Evans, are you going to play mm-hmm. them this week or would you set them? What do you think? I know we're not going to do a whole big stitch hard, but just for fun. I would definitely play them. Yeah. For sure. I think 
some of some some people you just you can't sit no matter what the matchup is. But yeah, I would I, I would definitely play them. I think they I don't think it will be as much of a slaughter as it was Last with week. and when you're talking fantasy, so those catches count, those large those yards count every little bit, oh, you yeah. know, inching forward, even when they don't get the W. So yeah, I'd play them for sure. I would Mike Evans, the other ones I might look at. Rashad White's playing a lot better, I would, too. Yeah, I've yeah. played Rashad White. Yeah, he's certainly Baker Mayfield might be a question mark there because they've done okay against you quarterbacks. Know, that pass rush yeah. is, is, is a handful. Yeah. He, he's known to fumble a tiny bit, so you might want to be careful there. Um, but it's a no-brainer. I mean, the Niners win that game. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty straightforward. On to the last one. An exciting, sexy game all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> right. Minnesota and Denver in Denver on Sunday night. Ooh, I am going to take the Vikings. Yep. Josh Dobbs. Jo- I like Josh Dobbs a lot. Addison. So, well, not Ty <laughs> as much as Hawkinson, Hawkinson, who he definitely uses a tight end quite a bit. He did even back in Arizona. So, yeah, I, yeah, I would go with Addison, like I said. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, I like Minnesota to keep it rolling as well. Yep. Den- Denver's played better. The defense especially has played better over the last couple weeks, but I think they were very lucky to get that W like we talked about in Buffalo. And uh, I think Minnesota goes to the mile high and gets that win. Yeah. All right. And now for the segment, we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It can be enough to make the difference. All right. Quarterback. Quarterback. Who is showing up? So I got Dak Prescott versus the Panthers to show up. Should be another gimme for Dallas after a relatively slow start, I want to say. Dak has played really, really well in the last few games. So he's got, what, 29 at the Chargers, 39 with the Rams, 38 up against Philly. Yeah, this week he gets a Panthers defense. They are pretty tough against the pass and allowing a pretty low average of 176 yards a game. That said, he may not do as well as his in the other three, as he did in the other three, but I do think he does enough to get a good floor. So yeah, I'm going to say show up. Okay. For me showing up, it's the Arizona. Welcome back, Mr. Kyler Murray. Um, mm. Have another decent game, continuing his uptrend. He gets a Houston team who puts up a lot of points. However, they also give up a lot of points. True. So yeah. All right. Yeah, Next. I think that'll be a shootout all over. I think yeah. so too. Running back, what do you like? Running back, I like Austin Eckler to show up, right? He's been getting back on track his last couple yeah. of games. Not stellar numbers um, against the Jets in nine in week nine, 47 yards on the ground, 23 receiving, but he did find the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. So he should have a pretty decent uh, game, I think, against the kind of lower tier, I think, rushing defense of the Packers. I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Ken Walker the third at the LA Rams. They've been torched on the ground. The tiny bit gave up a lot of points to Eckler this past week. Your guy. So I like that to continue. Okay. Wide receiver? Wide receiver, DK Metcalf. So I suspect that some fantasy managers have been quite like a little bit frustrated with his performance this year. So I'm sure they're used to much more production from him, much bigger numbers. But I think it has more to do with a stunted quarterback performance than it actually does with Metcalf's ability. So this week he gets a near kind of mid-range defense in the Rams, I think, on the pass. And I think... He will at least hit projection, so so I'm gonna yeah. go show up. I'm staying that game again. I'm taking Cooper Cup on the other side. You know, welcome back. Mm-hmm. He's been down a little bit at injury and stuff. If Stafford plays, if Stafford does not play, change all that. But if he's okay. playing, yeah. All right. All right, on to tight end. Tight end. Okay, here we go. Tight end. I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey to show up. <gasps> The Swifty Bowl. What is going on? (laughs) What's with the gasp? Okay. So Travis Kelsey has been in a teeny, weeny, itty bitty little slump over the last few games. Like teeny tiny. Just like two games. He's had uh, down numbers, I think. Fantasy, uh, low 4.3 receptions, 14 yards against Miami going into their bye week. So coming out of the bye, I think, you know, he gets the Eagles. And this is going to, it's not going to be an easy, like, bounce back game for him. But I do think if the Chiefs want to win, they're going to have to lean on him a little bit and more Pacheco, yeah, being, sure. it, right and being that they don't have that clear-cut number one wide receiver no. they're going to be their number one you know tight end or receiver which is kelsey so they'll be on a more he'll definitely get projections maybe a little over he's going to for sure show up yeah yeah i agree he will be the, the funnel of that offense 
All right, for me, it's uh, your guy, Young Trey McBride at Houston. Mm -hmm. And what we just said will probably be a shootout. He had a good week this this last week. Maybe gets in the end zone this one coming. Defense, show up. Defense. I say the Jets are going to show up. I think the Jets will show up and keep playing the defense that they've been playing this season. That last meeting uh, with the Bills, the Jets' defense, like we said, held uh, Josh Allen down pretty quick, pretty to a, a very low number. So I think... I expect a similar performance here. So, I, yeah, I think they'll show up. Yeah. I'm going to take the LA Chargers to show up. You know, they got kind of torched last week. They play a Green Bay team that's struggling to find an offensive identity. Um, they're not hitting Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, or even the, the running backs, the Aaron Jones. You know, they're just not putting it together for some reason. So, I get healthier game for the LA Charger defense. All right. On to show out. Quarterback, who do you have? Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's see. Show out. Uh, Tua at the Raiders. Tua's going to show up. Back off that bye week, ready to go. Fresh legs. Tua will have a day against the Raiders. So I think this Raiders defense is known to be feasted upon by running backs. They do defend the pass better than the run, but I don't think they'll contend with this high-flying, high-powered Miami. We have the same thing. Okay. But I will add a part here. They're going to go just for fun. They just played one of the slowest releases, like Zach Wilson's yeah. Gophers, oh, yeah. to no, one no, no. of the <laughs> fastest releases in football. It's going to be a, a whole different ball of wax for what the Raiders have to scheme for on defense. All right, running back, what do you uh, have to show out? McCaffrey at the Bucks. Oh, my God. McCaffrey, <laughs> yes. This Bucks defense, uh, they haven't been great all season, so I expect him to pick up right where he left off and continue reign on marching towards that league MVP title in this game and a show out on the Bucks. To all our listeners who we love, I also have Christian McCaffrey. We did not get together before. This was funny. <laughs> I swear we did. I'm going to go first on wide receiver. Okay, I have Tyreek Hill against the Raiders. Do you have Tyreek Hill against? I have Tyreek Hill. Oh my God! We did not get together before this and do this. I swear. Listen, Tua. Oh, it's only natural. We got yeah. Tua. His uh, number one wide receiver is going to have a day as well. They can't stop. It's too fast. They can't stop the fast. The Cheetahs going to have a lot of points yeah. this week. Yes. CD's not going to say I'm the greatest receiver at all. Yeah. Right now, Tyreek is marching full steam ahead towards that uh, 2,000 mark. And FYI, he's uh, projected to finish at 2,032 Oof. on the season. So we'll All see. Right. Back to you for tight end. Who do you like for tight end this Who week? Who do I like for tight end this week? Sam Laporte at the Bears this week. Okay. So another division game. And as it stands right now, the Lions are indeed the uh, king of the jungle and indeed the kings in the north or the AFC North. So NFC North, excuse me. So Laporta should have a big game against the Bears. I think we saw the Bears give up 78 in a TD to the tight end position in back in week three. And then another 105 and a TD to the tight end position of the commanders. So they're, they kind of don't defend that position super great. And then they did what most recently, I think, let's see, 65 and a TD to the Saints. Yep. So after seeing very little of the Porter last week, I think this will be a nice battle fight game for him. So Definitely. I like uh, Mark Andrews for Cincinnati to get off the schneid after a poor game last week. I think there'll be a lot of fair amount of offense in that game, and he's too good to, to miss two games in a row. So okay. right, on, nice. on to defense. On to defense. Cowboys at the Panthers. We have the same. We got to see. <laughs> okay. So the Cowboys will continue their uh, season with, I think, what has got to be one of the softest in the league right now, right? Just, they had a pretty nice, nice stretch there. So they get uh, Bryce Young and the one and eight Panthers this week, and they've been having a pretty tough time this season. It won't be getting any easier. So Micah Parson and his guys, they will be uh, making it a long day for the rookie. Yeah, Dallas has gotten some really easy offenses recently, and this will just be another one. Uh, yeah. Expect a good number from there, the DST. Yeah. Okay, on to shit show. Yeah, yeah. So we got me to work out mode. All right, so shit show. So we just saw the Jacks take a monumental uh, beating. So I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> Re-energize and refresh from a re-energize and refresh Niner team. But this week against the Titans, they should have a pretty nice uh, bounce back. I'm going Will Levis is going to be a crap show against the Jaguars. We'll see. Yeah. I am going to yeah. say Bryce Young versus Dallas. We just both took the Dallas defense. So it kind of makes sense that I take Bryce Young to struggle. He's already struggling um, and he just doesn't get any better here. All right. On to running back. What do you got at running back? Okay, so I got uh, Chuba Hubbard at Dallas. Me too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Hubbard and Sanders actually haven't made up the uh, dynamic backfield duo that some thought they might going into the season, but 
So that and combined with bad offensive line play, these two have done very, very little to take some of the pressure off of their rookie uh, quarterback. So, and I'm sure you've heard that saying, like, you know, the best friend of a rookie quarterback is a decent run game. So, but that has not (laughs) been the case there in uh, Carolina. So this will probably be, I think, one of the uh, season worst performances for both actually Hubbard and Sanders. So. You Either know, one could go into that uh, shit show role there. Technical fun for football fans out there. If they're playing two safeties and two deep safeties, it means they respect the quarterback a little bit. That's pretty much what they do all the time against people like Dak Prescott. If they're playing what's called a one-high safety, it means they don't respect it at mm. all. And they're trying to oh, crush wow. the running back. And you see that against our poor young man and that uh, that, that team weekend, Carolina team weekend will go. All right, wide receiver, Next. you go first. I bet we're different here. Okay, I think we might be. I'm going to say George Pickens at the Browns. So okay. Pickens seems to have been kind of in a little slump. They started back around week eight or so. Uh, and he gets a very tough Browns defense this week. And his quarterback is going to have a pretty tough time getting him the ball. I think, uh, yeah, Pickens for not doing so well this week. I'm going to take a big name. I'm going to take Mike Evans versus San Francisco 49ers. Mm, okay. I think he's going to have a bad week. You can tell bottle Mike Evans. He's going to get a double. They're going to play a safety over like I was just talking about. So he gets covered mm-hmm. by the cornerback and then they watch out for the deep routes and they won't have time to extend the, the, the plays for him. I, I think they're going to tee off on that offensive line. Yeah. The only thing that can happen is maybe the running game opens things up a little bit. I don't even think that. So he might get some garbage okay. time stuff, but that's what I'm going with. All right. So All right. Tight end. Tight end. So I think uh, Fryer Muth is supposed to be back. Yeah, totally still of, up there. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, he gets a very tough Browns defense, and I have uh, oh. him as the shit show tight end this week. Another uh, tough division matchup. He returns to be greeted by this nasty uh, Browns defense. So yeah. uh, through four games, I think Fryer Muth played, and he averaged around two receptions, 13 yards. Not great. So, and he's missed what five, six games. Then, and, and if you count the bye week, so this week he's projected to score, I think, eight point five four fantasy points. And I say he doesn't get anywhere near that. Yeah, that's a very slow offense in Pittsburgh, and I don't know if he's going to help anything at all. Yeah, I guess so. the very, very good defense. I'm going to take Cole Komet. He's had some up and down games with the Chicago Bears. You know, they struggle mm-hmm. not having a real quarterback and stuff, but they go to the Detroit team that's pretty good against tight ends. So Cole, it is, and that of course, if Justin Fields does not play, then things just get even even worse. Yeah. So, all right. So, last but not least, the defense. Defense. I'm taking the Cardinals oh, against man. the Texans. Yeah. yeah. So the Texans have, like we said, become quite this like fiery young offense right before our eyes. I mean. There are even some outlets tossing C.J. Stroud's name around as MVP. I know you heard that like this week, right? So, yeah. but. It keeps um, it up, but you can't, you can't fight it if it keeps it up. Well, we'll see. We'll, see. we'll yeah. see. I think this week the Texans offense will be fired up all over again and do all but kind of embarrass that Cardinals D. So, yeah. Right. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, they get Miami in the Sunshine State. So I just don't think they're going to be able to hang with the speed. That's on that. Mm-hmm. The Miami's full strength basically now on offense. And we've seen what they can do when that's the uh-huh. case. Tough day for our friends from the desert. Yes. All right, guys. I think that will do it for this week. Please do come back and hang out with us again next week. I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. I think we're getting pretty great at this. Awesome. Where to find us? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. And those reviews are super important. Not only will they help us get better, the more you guys rate and review, up the factory moving the podcasting charts. And we definitely want that. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Aired Out Network. Support this podcast in the link in the show description. Thanks again for listening and all the support. Signing off. This is the Aired Out Fantasy Football League podcast. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.